0: positive heads welcome to a very special episode dedicated to none other than you the peaheads themselves i am your peahead enthusiast and hostess for the day alexa hauser I have been blessed to have the experience of helping out with Positive Head social media for the better part of a year. And through my digital interactions, I began to realize, as did Brandon, that we have some incredible beings listening to this show who are taking the information that Brandon puts out through the podcast and using it to transform their lives and create wonderful things. You listeners are all a huge, huge part of the life force that propels this show forward through time and space and we think it's time to bring forth some of you beautiful reflections and delve a little deeper into this collection of energy that is the positive head community so as we shine the spotlight on our listeners what we'll have them do is share their stories of how they attracted positive head into their life the transformation it's facilitated for them and what they're focused on creating now that they're in a more positive head space Also, this episode of the Positive Head podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com slash positive head. Check it out. Hello, all you positive heads. On this week's P-Head Posse episode, our guest is positive head listener Kara Maren. Kara is a Reiki master and lover of the universe. She seeks out the wounded to heal their energy and raise their vibrations. Her goal in life is to travel the world, washing the feet of those in need. With her message, she hopes to ignite souls to have faith in the universe and to spread love and positivity to others. Hi, Kara. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited we could do this. We had a little bit of um, technical difficulty the other day and you were so patient. Um, so I'm really, really happy that, that we, could, uh, we could find a time to do this. Well, why don't you, um, you know, share with the listeners your story and, and how you, you got to everything that's happened up until this point.
1: So my story is pretty intense. When I was three until about six, I was being raped by a family member. And growing up, my father would tell me that I was worthless, that I was damaged, that I would amount to nothing. He would always tell me that I was good for two things, no good and good for nothing. And my mother would always tell me that if I just looked a certain way, if I just lost weight, if I said certain things, If I did certain things, people would then like me, but people would not like me as I am naturally. And so I grew up thinking very negatively about myself and thinking that I was annoying people. I couldn't hold friends because eventually they would get sick and tired of me. And I just went throughout life thinking that, It didn't really matter. My life specifically did not matter. And I went into college. In college, I was diagnosed bipolar type one with schizoaffective disorder. I was in and out of hospitals for two years. I don't remember what happened in those two years. I did later ask my parents what had happened, which they informed me that they were miserable the entire time and that they were constantly getting a phone call and about about me having another episode, going back into the hospital, they have to go and get me. So I started going into drugs and alcohol. I, I just started to unravel, majorly, majorly unravel. So I was born and raised in Boston. I went to school in Boston and for bo- for college. I went to college in Boston. So I went back to Maine where my parents live. And I was there for about a year and I just felt like there had to be more. I just, I knew there had to be more. This couldn't be my life. So I took a piece of paper, I cut it up into 50 pieces and I wrote stay on 49 of them. And then I wrote go on one of them. And I put them in this bag and I shuffled this bag up and I pulled out one and it said go. And in my head, I was like, that could have been an accident. So I put it back in the bag, shuffled again, just really shuffled it, moved everything around, picked out a piece. It said go. And then I was like, well, I just don't trust it. So I really shuffled it. I mean, I like stirred it all around. I took pieces out. I shuffled those. I put it back in the bag. I shuffled those and just really made it so that it Nobody could tell me that I did not shuffle it well. I shuffled it extremely, extremely well. And I put my hand in, I took out a piece of paper and it said go. So after that third time, I was like, all right, universe, I hear you, I'm gonna go. So I put everything that would fit in my car in my car and everything else, I just left it on the curb. And I started driving and eventually I found myself in San Diego. And I just felt, so aligned and I just felt so at peace and that I belonged there. I knew I belonged there and I loved it. And so I stayed there. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows when I first got there. That's not when everything started to just magically happen and go very well. So I ended up being homeless for a little bit. I worked at Starbucks for 10 hours a week. What I would do is there's certain pastries at Starbucks and there's certain things that once they expire, we just have to throw them away. And what I would do is I would take home the leftover pastries. I would take home the, the food, whatever, whatever. I would take that back to my car and that's what I lived off of. That's what I would eat. And then I would purposely make tea at the end of the night so that at the end of the night when we have to throw it away, I would put them in these like large cups and I would take them back to my car with me and that's what I drank. And I didn't tell any of my coworkers that this was going on. I didn't tell them that I was homeless. I didn't tell them anything. I just did it and didn't say anything. And... So eventually, I did find an apartment in Oceanside. I really liked the name Oceanside. So I was like, let me move there. And I got a 9-to-5 job. And I went back into this depression. It's funny when you're homeless, you don't have time to be depressed because you're just trying to survive. But once I got a job that paid money, once I got an apartment, I found myself back being depressed and I just didn't want to wake up anymore. I, I used to pray that I wouldn't wake up and I would cry every time I did and so one day I was like I'm not doing this anymore. Like I, I can't I it hurts I can't, can't do this so I talked to my coworker, asked her to cover one of my shifts had a friend that was going to watch my dog and I had this plan and then this plan fell apart. My coworker's husband was in the uh, Marines. He's still, I think he's still in the Marines and he was going somewhere and she had to go with him for whatever Marine thing that they do. And then my friend couldn't watch my dog anymore and I was left in my bed crying and I just didn't want to be sad anymore. I just didn't want to cry anymore. So I decided that something had to change. Everything had to change, really. I went through this detox of negative energy. Anything that was a low frequency vibe, I got rid of it. I went through A huge cleaning phase where I decluttered my apartment. I went on social media. I deleted a ton of people who just didn't make me feel good about myself. I deleted a bunch of Instagram accounts that even though I followed them for their memes and their memes were funny, their negative energy from the memes was bringing me down for a while. So I got rid of those. I started looking for positive influencers. So I started looking for positive quotes, good quotes, anything that was going to make my day feel better. I looked for positive memes, which was difficult at first. Now I feel like I find them all the time. And I started following people who were just constantly about a high-frequency lifestyle. I made new friends who wanted to see the best in me. And I started listening to podcasts like this one. I started listening to Positive Heads. I started listening to all these podcasts that just were about high frequency lifestyles, anything that was going to keep me in a positive mindset. And I started doing that for a while. And then one of my friends who actually told me about Positive Heads, her name is April, she's a medium. And she told me, she was like, you are a healer. You're a natural healer. You should learn Reiki. And I wasn't very familiar with Reiki at that time. I, I didn't exactly know what it was. But I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And I went online. I found a course. And I started doing this course. And Reiki was the most natural thing I had ever come across. It just felt so good to do. And... I started healing my own wounds and then I became attuned in all three levels. I became a Reiki master. And as soon, the day I became a Reiki master, I started getting clients for Reiki the same day. And all these girls were coming to me because of my energy that I was putting out there. And all these girls were like, we want to be healed. We want to be healed. And I was spreading all of this love, which has always been what I've wanted to do in my life. And it just felt so good. I felt aligned. I felt like I had a purpose. I felt like the universe had my back and I wasn't afraid. I wasn't scared. I left my nine to five. I do Reiki full time now and I'm just constantly Spreading out positivity and spreading my message and giving people hope that they definitely can have a better today and a much better tomorrow.
0: That's amazing. That's an amazing story. And you can, you know, you can hear your energy and you can feel your energy. Like you, you, um, you feel. Very uh you feel light and happy and um like you're you know, like you're living in alignment. So that's amazing. And I'm just, just so I, I love the part about the the pieces of paper and the stay and the go. That's just like such an absolute sign from the universe and so amazing that you put yourself in that position to listen and to receive that message. And um it sounds like you've found you know. You've, you've found the things that really call to you. So that's amazing. And, and you found this podcast, which is another thing. So that's great. Um, <laughs> so what, what influence has listening to this podcast had on your life?
1: Um, when I first started listening to this podcast, I didn't even understand what it meant to live a high vibe lifestyle. I didn't even understand what it meant to be, in a positive mindset and so that was completely foreign to me i started listening to this podcast and i i didn't really understand the concepts at first but i knew that they made me feel good and that i knew that when i was listening to the podcast i felt better and when i wasn't listening to the podcast when i was out with uh friends or at work or whatever and people were being negative, I felt bad. And so I kept coming back to the podcast because I was like, well, I feel good when I listen to this podcast and I want to continue to feel good. And so that was one thing that really helped me was to finally make the connection of being in a positive mindset makes me feel good about my life. Being in a negative mindset makes me not feel good about my life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's so interesting what you said about like just noticing how the podcast makes you feel because that's something that I've been noticing recently with certain episodes of this podcast. It's like there are certain episodes where even though I think it's what the podcast is about I realized later I'm like no it's just like the energy behind that specific episode it's like a lot of like some episodes with Chris and Brandon or I mean there's a lot of them but there's some episodes that make me feel so good that I listen to them a few times in a row and I've begun to realize it's because of like the energy that was put into that episode is so high that day for whatever reason that I am like drawn to it so it's really interesting how energy plays into all of these transmissions as well, um, so <laughs> well that's that's amazing. So, um, what what are you working on now? I know you were talking about Reiki. Is that something that you're actively practicing? Are you uh, are are you offering services now, or or what's the deal with that?
1: Yeah, so I do Reiki full time. I have a few clients that are weekly, and then so I live in San Diego, so. There is this Encinitas area in Northern San Diego. And every Tuesday I practice Reiki from 1130 to six at Eve in Encinitas. It's called Inner Temple. It's this place where there's like a lot of healers. So I do that every Tuesday. And then coming up, I'm actually gonna be at Gypsy Fest, which is in um, also in San Diego. It's towards the desert part of San Diego though and I will be be there doing Reiki as well. And then personally, I just created three new packages for specific intentions for people who want Reiki, but they want it specifically for a, a reason, whether it's to heal their energy, whether it's to work on their manifesting and meditations, or whether it's to build their confidence and let go of fears.
0: That's amazing. I, actually, um, could you uh, describe to people, because I think we've talked you know, um, a bit about energy healing on this show, but I think Reiki is something that people hear a lot about, but maybe they don't know exactly what it is or exactly what it can do. Um, could you speak to that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Reiki is a Japanese healing technique. It was started by Dr. Usui, who talked... Dr. Hayashi and he passed it on to Madame Takata. The, these, these are like the three legends of Reiki and they each have different techniques that are special and unique to themselves. But Dr. Usui is the one who originated Reiki. He's uh, His way of Reiki is the way that I was taught in. And what Reiki does is I am a conduit. So whoever needs Reiki comes to me. I'm a conduit. What I do is I put you in a meditative state and then I take the universe's energy and I pass it through into you. And what that energy does is Reiki is used for a lot of different things. It's used to lower people's stress. It's used to reduce anxiety. It's used to help with any addictions that you might have, whether it's drug, alcohol, Food related, it helps with weight loss. It helps with um, it helps with depression. It helps with even other things like balancing your chakras. It helps with opening your third eye. It helps with deepening your manifestations. It helps with going further into your meditations, and it can help. I gave reiki to this one girl who, after I gave her reiki, was like, "I feel so." Confident in myself. And she went on to close two deals that day after our Reiki session. And so, Reiki, the energy is pure. It's always used for your highest good. It can't be used to harm anyone. And you can't just get Reiki. So, a lot of people are like, oh, you can do distance Reiki. Can you just give Reiki to everybody in the world? No. (laughs) The reason why you can't do that is because people have to accept the Reiki. They have to accept that energy. Just like when I was in college, I wasn't ready to be more positive. I wasn't ready to start listening to positive podcasts like this one. I wanted to stay in my negative mindset. It wasn't until I had decided to make that change that things started to affect me because I'm sure if somebody had introduced this podcast to me when I was in college and I was listening to it, I wouldn't have gotten the same benefit of it as I do today.
0: Yeah. I, I was telling someone I, when I first heard Abraham Hicks, I was like a little weirded out and now I'm like beyond obsessed. It's so funny how time just changes our, our receptivity to things and our ability to understand things. Um, but thank you for that explanation. Um, and, um, yeah, I was, well, you answered my, I was just about to say like, what's the craziest thing you've seen Reiki do for someone, but that, that's amazing how, how quickly that, uh, things can manifest after readjusting your energy. Yeah. And, and, how, and how do you, I mean, I know, I know a bit about this as well, cause I do tapping and, it, and it's kind of the same type the thing where after a tapping session, things can manifest extremely quickly. But um, wh- why do you think that is? Like, why is that that things can shift so rapidly with, with something like Reiki?
1: I think it shifts so rapidly because for me, at least, it's like when you haven't worked out in a really long time. So when you haven't worked out in a really long time and you go to the gym and it's been like, even like a month or whatever, And you go to the gym and you work out. After you work out, nine times out of ten, you're not thinking to yourself, oh, I want a huge chili dog with french fries and onion rings. (sighs) You think to yourself like, oh, I just did something healthy for my body. Let me continue to do healthy things. And I feel like Reiki is the same thing. So you've just cleansed your body of all negative vibes. You're not going to go straight out into the world and get some negative vibes to replace the ones that you just detoxed from. So instead, you are continuing to raise your vibrations by doing more things that are for your highest good, whether it is speaking your truth, whether it is going to get a green juice, whether it is finally telling your crush that you like them, like whatever it may be, you're gonna continue to improve yourself throughout that day because you're not naturally thinking, oh, let me go back to being negative.
0: Right, right. That makes sense. Well, awesome. Well, what what is one thing that you think would benefit every head to know, understand as they continue on their own personal journey?
1: One thing that took me a long time to understand is... You are worthy. You are worthy of everything that happens in your life. And even if it's a hardship, you know, when I was three, I wasn't exactly excited about what my life had come to at three years old or four years old or five years old or six years old. But I am, I'm not saying that it was good that it happened, but I am saying that I am grateful for what happened in my life because from that, I have seen how strong I can be at such a young age. And I have seen how much it matters what you think of yourself. And it matters how you speak to people and how you treat people. And so it is my goal in life to show as many people love as possible, because you just don't know other people's walks of life. People who see me, I remember telling my friends what had happened to me, finally telling them what had happened to me at a young age. And every single one of them was like, I would never have guessed that ever. They were like, you're not that type of a person. You're just so positive. You're so upbeat. You're so friendly. You're so loving. You're so giving. And they're like, we would have never guessed that. And so I think that's with everybody in life. Everybody has... Something that has happened to them, it may not seem like a trauma to others, but that was their hurdle that they had to go over,
0: yeah, I mean that's I was going to touch on that, but you just did, which is great. It's, you know, um, yeah, what would you say to someone who's going through something like that or maybe who hasn't been been able to um be as open about it as you have? Do you have any advice for people who are in a similar situation maybe now in their life or maybe they've been in a similar situation but haven't been able to talk about it?
1: Yeah, so for me again this is this is all things that worked for me. I, if it doesn't work for other people, that's okay. This is things that I worked for me and I truly believe that people should go out and and figure out what will work best for them, but My advice is to start small. So first, don't even write it down. Just put on some music, like some meditating music. Um, I really like the band Hammock. That's usually my go-to meditating music. It's very calm, very new agey. And just sit there, let the music wash over you, and just start thinking about bits about what happened. And then once you're more comfortable, write it down. There's something about writing things down that just puts it into existence. I feel like when I think about something, I'm thinking about it. But when I write it down, I'm bringing it into reality. And then once you're able to really write it down and understand, then I start suggesting to talk to people that you do trust. And if you don't have somebody that you trust, I highly recommend therapy. When I was in college, I actually studied psychology. That was my major. I I got a bachelor of science in psychology. And so I'm a huge fan of therapy. And I do recommend that if you do need somebody to talk to and you don't have somebody that you can talk to, if you don't have somebody that you truly, truly trust, it's so easy talking to a stranger who is literally paid to not judge you. And it's just going to sit there and work through these problems with you.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I went, I went to therapy for a while and it definitely, you know what I'm, I'm, or I've been realizing is, um, the reason therapy is so amazing is basically what you just said is that there's someone there who's, it's, it's their job to actually listen and give you empathy. Whereas in typical society it's like there is such a lack of empathy it is insane and that is why I think that's why we're all so diseased and unhappy and disconnected or or the the parts of us that are is because we're lacking empathy and it's like um in my tapping sessions for instance it's like that's what I notice is the most helpful it's sometimes it's not even the tapping it's just me being there listening to what's going on and I've just I've just for myself realize you know wow it's so powerful to just listen to someone and just give them your attention and just let them tell you what's going on even though we don't want to be dragged down we don't want to you know we're all trying to protect our vibrations and i think there's a time and a place for for these for you to give your attention to someone but um because you have to take care of yourself and mind your own vibration but you know it can be really powerful to be the support for someone else and to actually just let them tell you what's going on without trying to fight it without trying to rationalize it without trying to um, tell them why they're wrong or why someone else is wrong. Just literally listen to them and just give them your attention. It's it's amazing how powerful that is.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. I feel like the art of listening is something that in today's society, it, it's not something that you easily find in people. And I know for me, people often tell me that they feel like they can just tell me anything. And I do believe that's because... I will just sit there and listen. And I won't say anything, I won't give advice. I know a lot of people, they just wanna say it. They they already know what to do, they just need to say it out loud to somebody so that somebody else knows what's going on. And And I know for me, sometimes I'll be talking and instantly people will have opinions and they'll give me those opinions. And I'll be like, no, those are your opinions, those are not my opinions. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it, that's man, you know, this is such a like listening is such an important topic. I and I actually got that tattooed on me very recently listen, um, because that that is, I think, the thing that we need to learn the most or to focus on the most now. Like, we've talked, we've all talked quite a bit. We talk all day, we talk on social media, we talk, 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 and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with talking. Um, but we've I think to your point, like we've really kind of forgotten how to listen and we just think that when other people talk, then it's our turn to try to think of what to say next while they're talking, you know, um, or, or insert like what we think about that when, when again, it's like really one of the most powerful things you can do for someone is actually just listen to them and let them speak without trying to fix anything because that's the other thing. I think a lot of us are taught that we need to fix things or have an answer for and it's like, it's pretty powerful to just allow someone space to be themselves and not judge them, like you said, and not try to insert anything or your opinion, just actually allow them to be. That can feel very comforting to someone. So, yeah. Uh, um. Well, okay. Do you have any, and, and you already actually gave us one earlier, Um. but do you have any fun or inspiring, you know, manifestation stories you'd like to share?
1: I do. Okay. So I have this… This is when I very first started manifesting and it's my favorite story. It's what I use when I feel like when I feel stuck. I always go back to this story. I just it's it's just I don't know. So when I first started (laughs) meeting my talking to my friends, my new friends, the positive ones, when I first started talking to them, (laughs) I remember they were telling me about manifesting and I wasn't very familiar with manifesting. I didn't exactly know. I, I understood the basis of it, but I didn't understand like. the logistics of it. I didn't understand the mechanics of it. I didn't understand like how it was going to work. So my friend, uh, Renata asks me, she goes, what is your ideal day? What does that look like? What's your life look like on that day? And so I went through this like super long story of how I'm waking up, where I'm waking up, what my bed feels like. Um, having a yard with grass and a place for my dog bogart to play in and and like all these things (laughs) and then i said just kind of like offhand to be silly i said and i have a fridge filled with avocados (laughs) and i love that and she was like why avocados and i was like well anytime i go to chipotle i never get the guac because it's expensive like guac to me is a luxury or at the time was a luxury and because I was broke and I was like you know I can't afford it so I would love to have a fridge filled with avocado so that I could always (laughs) have block and so she was like great write it down I got this brand new manifestation journal where I only wrote my manifestings in I never wrote any fears down because I didn't want it to like jinx anything so I have this one journal, it's pretty big, and it's just filled with all positive, all all good things. And I wrote down, I want a fridge filled with guac, or fridge filled <laughs> with avocados, fridge filled with avocados. And so I went to, at this point, I, I had not left my nine to five. So I went to my nine to five, literally the next day. And this guy walks in with a crate filled with avocados. And he goes, <laughs> I have eight avocado trees. These have all fallen off the tree. I can't eat them all. Does anybody want them? And I instantly was like, yeah, of (laughs) course I I will take these. So I put them in my car and I I drove home. (laughs) This is a true story. So I drove home and I'm putting all these avocados in my fridge and it ends up taking my entire fridge up. Like, I have no more room. I just have this fridge (laughs) filled with avocados. And I started hysterically laughing. Because one, there's no way I can eat all these avocados by myself. But I literally manifested a fridge filled with avocados. (laughs) And it is the most ridiculous thing the universe has ever given me.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that one more than even like some like ones that are like, because it's so... It just illustrates it so perfectly. It's so simple, and it's. I love how uh, the man walked in, like, "Hey, I don't have any. Like, I can't eat these. Who does anyone here need them? Like, it's like he probably. That is the coolest part about manifestations. It's like when there's cooperative components, you know, Mm -hmm. other people that are delivering things to you that they probably don't even have. They're just following their intuition. They're just like, "Oh, this looks like like I'll just go in here and ask some people," but they don't know that they're being guided to you. Like that. Yes. It's just so cool. That's am- that's a great story. I love that. And I love avocados, so it's even better. Oh, that's amazing. Um that is cool. Love that. Do you still do you still keep that uh manifestation journal?
1: I do. I still have the manifestation journal. Um I keep I have I I now have more than one because I manifest so often. (laughs) But I always keep them because I like to go back and I like to see what I've manifested so far. And anytime my friends and I have a little code, anytime I feel like something's not working in my favor, when I feel like something's taking a really long time, whenever I feel just down on myself, literally all I say is, dear universe, Thank you for the avocados
0: <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I love that. That's going to be the title of your book. Yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy that book. That sounds like a great book oh that's awesome that's great um, okay, so last question here, do you have an intention for two thousand eighteen? We're already i i mean halfway through, but have you had an intention, or do you have an intention for this year?
1: Yes, so my intention for twenty eighteen is to spread love to as many people as I can every single day.
0: Mm, that's lovely, and you're start you're you're doing more of it right now, which is awesome, yeah, <laughs> that's great. Oh, I could share the same intention I think all of us all of us could um. Well, Kara, is there anything else um, you want to share or is there anything, is there, um, you know, especially with the Reiki, um, is there a way that people can get in touch with you if they're interested? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so you can find me on Facebook. It's, everything is Kara Maren. So I have a website, karamoren.com. I have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash caramoran. You can also get me on Instagram at karamoren. <laughs>
0: awesome awesome well thank you so much for doing this and for sharing your story and for sharing the avocados yes (laughs) and um you know i'm I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that really are are touched by um your journey and and your light that that you're obviously filled with um so thank you so much and as brandon always says journey well
1: thank you so much
0: That's it for this week's episode. If you're a listener with a story to share and are interested in being featured on a future episode of this special series, you can email me at alexa at positivehead.com. period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A.com slash positive head. Check it out. Otherwise, tune in next Friday for another P-Head Posse episode. And until then, as Brandon always says, journey well.